0: My name is Mika Tome, and I'm an experimental fine artist based in Los Angeles. I primarily work with alternative photographic processes and occasionally utilize sculpture.
1: My name is Keith Heller, and the piece that I wrote for the issue of freedom by Forecast Journal was really an odd amalgamation of a lot of things. I I first of all I found myself in conversation with an ancient revelation text from the Nag Hammadi Library called The Thunder Perfect Mind. And this revelation text was discovered in 1945. It was buried in a jar in the Egyptian desert. And it was written in the voice of a female figure who is not identifiable. She doesn't come from any of the known sects of the various religions, and this is the only known evidence of her or her writings. Um, So I was immediately fascinated. (laughs) And at the same time, I was thinking about how human language is inseparable from the coherence or incoherence of our surrounding ecology. That was something I was thinking about at the same time. And I was reading um, the Hiroshima diary by Michiko Hachiya and his descriptions of nuclear devastation. He was a doctor as Hiroshima um, was happening, as the explosion was happening. And this reminded me that the word apocalypse actually comes from the Greek apocalyptos uncovering, and it means to reveal or to uncover. And this also happens to be the meaning of my name, Kaith, in the Celtic. The other thing that was going on, there are a bunch of pieces that came together with this piece of writing, but a friend of mine, a dear friend, Tara Yule, was becoming Thai and she was undergoing this between state of medical transition from being a woman to being a man. And at the same time, coincidentally, she was also translating that same original Coptic revelation of the Thunder Perfect Mind into English. So all of these things, they were, you know, very different from each other. But for somehow, somehow they all kind of coalesced in my mind. And I created a performance ritual um, with Tara tai, Um of all of these different between states because everything that had coalesced seems seemed to be about betweenness so we read the revelation text together and we repeated all the lines for several hours at a time and we entered a kind of a trance state and we were improvising lines of text and interpreting it talking about the revelation in relation to our own lives And this text inspired us to make movements and dances and gestures in and between the language as a kind of visual interpretation. And at the same time, Tara Tai's voice was changing and Zir' voice would suddenly drop. And as we were reading, it seemed like another voice or voices would enter. And our voices together became multiple. They became fractured, unidentifiable. All the harmonies and discords in our voices changed what we recognized as our own voices. We could no longer identify them. And it felt vulnerable. Reading the text aloud felt vulnerable. So we held hands as if to protect ourselves from what we were saying. Um, But we also continued these recitations in between spaces, half public, half private. Um, So on a public stairway, in a cemetery, on a traffic island, in a labyrinth, a public art project. So I just, I was so moved by (laughs) this uh, performance ritual and, so, what I felt was that literature, which is something that I'm so deeply involved with on a day by day basis, I almost felt ashamed because there was something so fresh and vulnerable and kind of unimaginable that came through from this performance ritual. And so, afterwards, you know, I had made a, a, a tape recording, I, I made a recording, a voice recording of. Um, of the conversation that we had had when we were in a trance state and just sort of improvising off of this ancient revelation. And so afterwards I composed this piece of text, The Thunder Perfect Mind, by collaging original texts that I wrote myself with source materials that I frequently distorted or changed or rewrote, but also using some of it directly so, these were excerpts from Michiko Hachio's Hiroshima diary, and then this ancient revelation text, The Thunder Perfect Mind, translated um, from Coptic, and then also this recorded ritual conversation. I merged and rewrote the words of the two speakers, myself and Tara Tai, because I really wanted to indicate this profound confusion of identity, not only within ourselves, but between ourselves, and also between ourselves and these different sources in space and in time. And it really absolutely changed the way that I have thought about writing ever since. I found myself
0: really inspired by Keith's idea of freedom in the in-between, specifically this process of change. And the idea of being a dichotomy. I felt really, I really felt like I resonated with being two opposites simultaneously and having freedom within that space. So in the photographs, I really wanted to depict a process of internal change. So shot on large format, we created long exposures to record several moments of the self through time rather than A single still moment. And I think the panoramic proportions really emphasize this in between space with the legible parts of the image at two opposing ends of the frame. I was also really interested in how the model's direction changed throughout the image. So if you look closely at this one, her face kind of turns throughout the exposure. And I think, I just love. I love to think of it as someone's approach to changing or the change perhaps that's taking place. I didn't really want to create a physical change. I felt like it would be too literal, but really depicting the intangible uh, or the invisible was really important to me through this. This particular image makes me think about the tranquility in change, about being aware of it and allowing it to take place, just letting it happen. I think the colors really lend themselves to that, but also just Catron's expression. I think it's this really strong, aware expression that she has, and then paired with this flowing movement of her change, it just feels calm and accepting. I I think when we are thinking about Ourselves internally, the background does really just fade away. Um, I really wanted it just to be about this person, about their process, rather than how it may appear to the outside world. I really appreciated all of the dancers um, who were the models for the shoot. None of them quite understood what I was going for, but something inside them really felt what we were doing. And it got a little confusing. But each of them really pulled through and created such gorgeous movements that I couldn't have thought of. And I think those really, those made
1: the images. In the future, I want to write something that I don't, I want to kind of give up control of it in a way like I want to write something that I cannot imagine beforehand, where it will take me rather than having an idea and sort of creating that idea. Like it made me, it sort of blasted open my sense of what writing could actually be. And um, yeah, I'm more and more interested in that.